Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott, Kellen Kennedy joining you. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. Here's how it's going to roll today. Brendan S. Scott and myself are going to open up, talk about last night's 7-2 victory for the Edmonton Oilers over the Calgary Flames. At 5-10 today from the Athletic, every year he does this, he projects and prognosticates what's going to happen. Dom Lou Shishin is going to join us here on Oilers Now. He has the Edmonton Oilers with the highest percentage chance winning the Stanley Cup. Not an area Dom has traditionally had the Oilers in the range of when he said that people had jumped to conclusions about the Oilers team in the past. At 5.35 today for our friends at Century Casino Edmonton from NHL Hockey on Rogers, Ron McClain. 6 o'clock, Brendan Escott takes over for GCL Diesel Sportsnet's Louis DeBrusque will join us at 6.05 and at 6.35. One of Louis' teammates from his time in both Cape Breton and with the Edmonton Oilers, Ian Herbers, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. Brendan Escott, how you doing? Ready to get after it? Oh, yeah. You know, I was thinking, you're like the Stomp and Tom uh, song. I've been everywhere, man. I mean, you're you're over in 880. You're you're doing the sports here on on 6:30. Yeah. Uh, you're do, tomorrow. What do you what do you got going on tomorrow? You're, well, you're helping we've got Elks, and you're then you're doing Elks. Elks football, but it's that's not even on AM airwaves. We're putting that one on Kissing Country 103.9 because of course we've got Oilers hockey going tomorrow night here on Ched. So it's a busy time of year, and yeah, I'm at the forefront of that here good, in this building. Good stuff. Good to know. You can reach us at any time in the river. Resort Casino Hotline 7804960063. We have an event at the River Creek Saturday night with Jake Woodcroft. There will be a queue to call, we think, in hour number two of Oilers Now. Don't miss Sunday buffets at the River Creek featuring all you can eat snow crab legs and other seafood favorites. Just $69.99 per person. Book your table at rivercreeresort.com. You can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Same number, 7804960063. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan at Brendan with two E's. S. Scott with two T's. He's our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need. Get it, no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Oilers win last night, uh, 7-2 over the Calgary Wranglers. The Flames playing without any of their top three centers, nor their top four defensemen. Brendan, I know you were on Josh Marshall's podcast about a week ago. Uh, Josh actually tweeted me uh, yesterday during the game saying, hey, keep an eye on Sam Honzik. He hasn't been on the ice here for a while. And to be honest, Jack and me, we were more focused on the Oilers. But it was a tough game to gauge just how good Edmonton was based upon the fact that Calgary only had six or seven NHLers in their lineup. Without a doubt. And the amount of penalties that they took, which led to the amount of power play time for the top unit, which I'm sure was ultimately why they were all dressed last night anyway, is for a, a real once over or twice over of that unit. Stuart Skinner has really been challenged a couple of times here with trying to stay locked in in games where he is not getting a lot of the action. So it's been almost a mental exercise as much as anything else, getting him ready for this season. There we go. Uh, two months podcast, by the way, it dropped. Uh, I did one with Josh while we were in Seattle on the weekend. Let's do this. We're going to go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Excited to announce their women's only workwear store is now open, located four doors north of their direct workwear location on Gateway Boulevard. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. 
We'll get a comment. Connor Brown last night, the first star, he scored twice, added an assist, and he had this to say, recovering from his torn ACL. No, no, I think that, uh, you know, it, it, you have to have trust in the process, and I, you know, I, I tried to stick to that, and, uh, you know, just and just did everything I possibly could to kind of, you know, lead me to, to where I'm at now. And so um, patience is, it can be tough throughout rehab, but, uh, you know, all, all that patience kind of paid off, and so it's nice to be feeling good. Looking like a good fit. I know it's just preseason. It wasn't the Flames A squad. It's going to be an interesting guy to watch. 12, or sorry, 12-11. 5-11 in Edmonton. When we return from the athletic, Dom Lou Shishin, when we return. Yesterday, Connor McDavid did an availability. At the end of the interview, he thanked the media after he did like 14 minutes. It was, it was just, kind of, I don't know, it's kind of funny. Uh, anyways, uh, just a guy that is really embraced sort of uh, leadership and the microscope that a guy's under. Though Jamie Cartmel, the PR man for the Edmonton Oilers, and Sean May have eased the workload for McDavid and Drysaddle on a day-to-day basis. This is Oilers now. Again, it's 513. Uh, Ron McLean coming up for Century Casino today at 535. Louis DeBrusque at 605. Louis, former uh, Edmonton Oiler and... Uh, uh, Cape Breton Oiler teammate Ian Herbers, the head coach of Alberta Golden Bears, will be on with Brendan Escott tonight at 6.35. Tomorrow, Frank Saravalli. Uh, we'll also have George LaRock, Montreal-based media personality, Edmonton sporting icon, and from Puckpedia. Yeah. My man, Hart Levine, is going to join us as well. He's a very entertaining fellow. All right. Our next guest uh, is a... One of the more uh, highly thought of writers, maybe considered by many to be uh, one of the top young writers with the athletic in the country right now. And he does an excellent job in sort of evaluating uh, teams and individual players. And we're going to get some of the explanation coming up because uh, today uh, the Edmonton Oilers were listed as the uh, second best team in the National Hockey League with the best chance to win the actual Stanley Cup. Now, my last name is Stoffer, but some people mispronounce it Stoffer. And I can tell you right now that for whatever reason, uh, I have a little bit of a uh, foible trying to consistently be able to execute Dom's last name. Lou Shish, and if I got it correct. Dom, is that the proper pronunciation that we're going with? You tell me. I feel like you did better last time. I, oh. <laughs> I think you fell apart there. Uh, it's loose All right. We're just going to go with Dom the rest of the way. So, all right, tell me tell me this, because here's the thing. When you were the voice of reason, or perhaps logic, you were also the voice of consternation for a lot of fans in oil country about three or four years ago, because you didn't have the Edmonton Oilers as a top eight, top ten team. And in fairness, in the Canadian division year, they did finish with a decent record. Um They've they've made some significant additions, which is I'm, I'm assuming part of the reason why you have the orders uh, rated much higher. But sort of maybe give the listeners, if you could, a Cole's note version of of the sort of uh, parameters you put in place to evaluate teams and why you have Edmonton ranked with the second best team in the league this year for the Athletic and the highest percentage chance of winning the Stanley Cup. Dom. Yeah. So. Basically, I rate every player in the league based on their offensive contributions and their defensive contributions. So offense will be points, uh, their scoring chance ability, and then their ability to drive play, whether that is influencing goals or influencing scoring chance or expected goals. And then defense, it's just making sure that they don't allow a lot of goals, allow a lot of chances, and I turn that into one number and 
estimate each player's ability to influence goal differential. So for the entire team was average and they had McDavid, they would be projected to have a plus 35 goal differential, which is the highest amount in the league and a, a very like striking amount for a single player. And that is basically why the Oilers are rated so high is that they have McDavid. They also have Leon Dreisaitl, who I think I have rated around fifth or sixth or, and just like in that tier of the next best players after McDavid, Dreisaitl's in the same level with Matthews, McKinnon, McCarr, and Matthew Kachuk as well. And that's an incredible starting point. So five or six years ago, after the Oilers made the playoffs for the first time, I think they had 103 points. My model did not like them, thought they would be a bubble team, saw a lot of concerns. And I remember being public enemy number one in Edmonton when that projection came out, but it turned out to be wise to sort of bet against them and I remember at the time saying that when the day comes that the Oilers field a competitive team around McDavid and Drysaddle that they will get their flowers and that is what has happened today where we finally have McDavid and his Oilers listed as the favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Dom joining us from The Athletic right now. It's interesting, Dom, because I remember Todd McClellan sitting, I picked him up at the airport to take him to Mark Spector's golf tournament in July. And it, before I'd gone out to Kelowna to see him, and he's like, Stoff, our right wingers are Ty Ratty, Yessa Pugliarvi, and Kyler Yamamoto. This is at the start, of, this is in like July of 2018. And he goes, there is no guarantee we can make the playoffs with this team. And I, and I, and I might have been one of the guys, by the way, that uh, had your head on a stick uh, with our order <laughs> fan base. But, uh, I'm just being brutally odd enough. Uh, you know what? I, underst- I understood what you're saying, because here's the stat that I use, okay? I use yeah. goal differential. That, to mm-hmm. me, tells me how good teams are. And, you know, Boston last year finished with an obscene you know, plus 127. The Oilers closed like a house on fire. They were plus 69. And, and, and just so you're aware, I said Edmonton would win 50 to or 47 to 52 games last year. And when mm-hmm. Edmonton was 21, 18, and three and lost to LA in early January, I was getting murdered on this show. Like I, the <laughs> listeners are like, you know, you're such an idiot. You're paid for, bought off by the team. Yeah, I work for the team. But I, I looked at the second half schedule and thought they can make some real noise. And once they made the at-home trade, they went 18-2-1. How much of this is just simply Ken Holland over the course of the last three or four years as GM getting better players in here and not having the likes of, with all due respect to Ratty or Yamamoto or Pugliarvi on the right side, he's replaced those guys with Hyman and Connor Brown, and now he's got Evander Kane and Ryan Nugent Hopkins on left wing. Just a dramatically better forward core to begin with. Yeah, um, I remember in the in the Peter Shirelli days that it seemed like every decision was a disservice to his two young superstars and sort of putting them backwards. And I like I don't fully love all the things Holland has done, but I think over the last few years, his team has definitely taken more steps forward towards adding more talent where they can and making more right decisions than I think this franchise did in the early parts of McDavid and Drysdale's tenure. I think Matthias Ekholm is probably the best example of that because that was a slam dunk trade, exactly what the team needed 
at exactly the right time that I think changed everything and is a big part of why the Oilers are ranked so high because they've they've always had McDavid and Dreisaitl, but their defense has always been a little suspect and they've always been missing that guy who can really eat minutes and influence things at both ends the ice and Ekholm not only did that but put everyone in the right place. So maybe Nurse and CC aren't eating the toughest men in the league. Bouchard has someone he can lean on the top four and sort of hide some of the defensive miscues that he has sometimes and really thrive offensively. And suddenly the Oilers look a lot more formidable back there. They still have McDavid and Dreisaitl playing the best hockey of their careers. And when you add Stuart Skinner sort of coming in and being the kind of starter they expected Campbell to be, like the team finally like looked like a legit contender. I think last year... I had them just outside that range, starting at a 100-point projection. And now with Ekholm, they're closer to 107, 108, and second in the league and top in the playoffs. Yeah, explain that. maybe explain that to our listeners. So you have Edmonton finishing with the second-most points in the regular season. How, how is Edmonton actually a higher percentage chance to win the Stanley Cup in your model than they're in Carolina, who you've got number one? Uh, so a lot of it is the playoff path. And the East is just a bloodbath. Like, one to eight, you have some incredibly good teams. And I think the West has some strong teams as well. They obviously have the reigning Stanley Cup champions uh, from the last two years. But I think lower in the conference, there is, I don't know, not as much to be afraid of. And so Edmonton should have a an easier path in the first round, maybe the second round as well, and that sort of ups their chances. The other thing is the regular season, I project games played, I project backup goalies to play. So there's a big gap I have between Skinner and Campbell right now. Maybe it won't be as big of a gap if Campbell bounces back and plays like he did in the playoffs, but for now at least it's not looking as good. So when I project the games in the playoffs, it's just Skinner, and for Carolina, it's just Anderson, and there's, I think, not a lot separating those two goalies right now, and Edmonton ends up looking a lot better in those projected playoff games, so when you combine that with the playoff pass, they end up jumping up ahead of Carolina. It's uh, it's interesting, Dom, because I, I'm here to tell you right now, I don't think Edmonton's going to score anywhere near like they did last year. They lost. I mean, they lost four games in regulation to Vegas in the playoff series, Dom, when they led in each of those games. So they are totally focused. As I'm, not, I'm sure you're aware of this. They're they're switching to more of a zone defense uh, defensively, which tends to be more passive, but gives you better better net front. They're going to have a more passive neutral zone as well than they've traditionally played. I don't think they're going to score as much. I also think it's unlikely that they're going to have a power play that's 32.4% because, oh, wait, there's never been a power play before that's been at 32.4%. So I'm just looking at, I mean, it's, even though it did actually perform better than that with Evan Bouchard once he went in there, is there any chance they can match what they did on the power play last year? What do you think? I am, like, inclined to say no, but, like, I feel like Edmonton is, like, such an exception to the rule. I, for the preview, I was writing about Bouchard, and I looked at his power play numbers, and I knew he got a lot of points there. I didn't realize that 
they scored 23 goals per 60 in the playoffs or something like that, which is... Obscene. Obscene, because even during the season, they're around like 15 or 16 with the top unit, and a normal good team is around 10. So they were just so automatic, and I don't know if they... I don't know if they'll match what they did last year, but I think they are a safer and more consistent bet to be an elite power play with Bouchard there instead of Barry. So even if they don't match it, I think I can, I don't know, trust it more. Um, the model does expect some regression for that in every team, and it still likes the power play enough to rank it first and rank everyone on that power play really well from not just McDavid and Dreisel, but Hyman and Newton Hopkins as well grayed out really well for where they fit in the lineup. Dom, just to wrap up, I'd like nothing more to see the Oilers and the Maple Leafs in the Stanley Cup Final, just for this country. You know, I think yeah. it'd be incredible. It'd also be really good for Rogers, and that would help the Oilers out too, because that's their regional partner. Uh, obviously, the games would be national at that point. Where do you have the Maple Leafs? I have them fifth, I think. The Oilers and Hurricanes, I think, separate themselves a bit from the rest of the pack, but from like three to nine, I think it is extremely tight, and the Leafs should be there again. I think it'll depend a lot on whether John Klingberg can play defense. Yeah. <laughs> because the last, not just last year, the last two years, he's been, I Train think, right. really, yeah. So they, they have a good development system there. I think they have good coaching where they can make him a little better in that regard, but that is that is definitely the big worry. But even with him, the Leafs should be there, and I think a Leafs-Oilers Cup final is something I've been rooting for for the last two or three years, and yeah. it might burn the country down, but it would be amazing theater. I've known Brad Trelevin for about 20 years. I totally get what he tried to do by changing the, the nature and the makeup of the Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. It does sort of fly a little bit counter to the new age thinking in hockey in terms of going, you know, old school big boy players and having guys that play with bite and tenacity and that sort of thing. What's your perception? I don't mind it. I think that the Leafs, it's not that they were soft. They just need a few more rests, yeah. for lack of a better word. And I think Bertuzzi and Domi, like, they're not these portable tough guys, but they will get in your face a little and chirp and whatever. And I think there is some value in that. Leafs had Bunting, who was good in that role. It's just that the refs really, really did not like him and didn't give him any benefit of doubt uh, last year after he drew so many penalties the year before. And I think it's a better brand of rat this year, and there's two of them, so that's good. Dom, great stuff. Look, we appreciate you coming on, and I hope you're right. How's that sound? I hope so, too. I feel like I'm tired of hearing people even bother to question McDavid's legacy just because he hasn't cup yet. It's obviously not his fault. I'm with you, and I work for the club, and I totally agree. Thanks for your time, yeah. Dom. Thanks a lot. Anytime. Yeah, from the Athletic, Dom Lucician, and uh, he's our Oilers now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock W I L H A U K today. We're going to see uh, Trent uh, and Nicole down at uh, the River Cree on Saturday night. It's going to be a fun event. There you have it. Dom says the Oilers have the highest percentage chance to win the cup based on his model. That's a good thing. Ron McLean from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Century Casino Edmonton will return after a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.